Here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast, where we share stories of personal transformation and life lessons through our experiences of traveling and exploring the world. Travel is the ultimate accelerator for personal growth, and it can be the root catalyst for the pivots and plot twists we make in our lives. I'm your host, Kelly Tolliday, and it's my mission to inspire you to live life to its fullest, travel with an open mind and heart, and let the world show you a new perspective. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, so let's dive right in. Happy exploring. All right, let's get started. Let's do it. Welcome to the travel. I I do that every time. I probably won't edit that out. (laughs) Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast. I have Lauren here, Lauren Klein. She is here today with us. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your story and just be able to share what you've learned through, you know, your years as a lawyer, as a traveler, as a mom, as a wife, all the amazing things, all the amazing adventures that you've been on across your life. I'll do a little intro for you and then you can tell everyone all about you. So we have Lauren Klein here. She is an attorney and mindset coach for women law students. Lauren recently co-founded Flourish Law Group, a boutique law firm focused on estate planning, elder law, and probate administration with offices in Fort Lauderdale and St. Pete and serving clients across the state of Florida. You've got over a decade of your law career focusing on trust and estates, and more than half of your practice was spent in the nation's largest private wealth services law firm. You're passionate about educating, which you can see through all of your courses and your programs that you offer. And growing a money mindset, which I really want to dive into today, growing a money mindset and building wealth. A mother, You're a mother of two boys and a wife. You love to travel, try new food, and read as many books as possible. So you are a girl yes. after my own heart. I love all of those things. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. And I would love for you to just give like a little bit of background, like what brought you into law? What brought you... Um, to this point of owning your own business as a lawyer, I think it's really, it's a big adventure. We talk a lot on this podcast about the adventures that we take perhaps through traveling or exploring, but also the big leaps of faith that we take within ourselves, within our career, within our relationships, in parenthood. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about your background, why you got into law and your passion for educating. Yeah, I would love to share. So I was um, a finance major when I was an undergrad and I didn't know what I was going to do with that. I figured I would do some sort of financial advising and real estate, but that was right around 2008, 2009. So I was interning at Merrill Lynch and the world just went absolutely bananas. And they said, Lauren, I think you need to figure out something else. This is probably not the right career path for right now. And I always thought that I might go to law school um, like a lot of other lawyers, their parents told them that they love to argue and that they probably would make a good attorney. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to bide my time and and go to law school for a little while. And I didn't know if I was going to practice law or just, I, I just really wanted to know that when I started a business that I would understand law and that no one would be able to push me around. That was really my initial goal for going to law school. But as I went through the process, I started taking some tax classes, which I really thought sounded absolutely boring and terrible, but I ended up loving them. Interestingly enough, they're very code-based, and I, for some reason, it just clicked with my brain. So I finished law school. I ended up getting a master's in taxation. So I did another year after law school, and then I started my career. I started at Deloitte, which was really not for me at all. It was like so many hours and I was not meeting with actual human beings. 
So I decided to pivot and go into private practice. I worked at a boutique law firm and then I got my quote unquote dream job in one of the country's largest firms. It was great. I learned a ton. I worked with high net and ultra high net worth clients, billionaires. It was amazing. But I I, I realized that I wasn't really helping families like my own. There were so many people that didn't understand estate planning, even just the basics of it. And so I really wanted to make sure that I was taking my skills and serving my community in Florida. Um, And so that's when I started my law firm with my business partner. She's in St. Pete. I'm here in South Florida. We co-founded Flourish Law Group and we're just having a blast, truly. I love that. I love that so much. And taking that leap from going from a very I would imagine state steady, stable job to then yes. having taking that leap and starting your own business. Can you go through a little bit of the mindset of what you were going through at that time or like how you pushed past that uncomfortable going out of your comfort zone feeling and trusting in the the result or the risk or the reward at the end of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I worked on my mindset around that for years before I actually took the leap to start my own business. So I always, like I said, I always kind of figured I would start my own business. I didn't know whether it would be a law firm or something else. And I actually kind of took a little like dive into entrepreneurship um, when I I started investing in real estate with my husband. So that was a few years ago. We started buying uh, properties here in South Florida. We started an Airbnb business. So I got a little bit of a taste and it kind of helped me to get my mindset around, okay, starting a business, what's involved, what, you know, you don't make money right away. There's a lot of risks and there's also a lot of rewards. Um, so I really started focusing on how I would feel and how be owning my own business would feel. And I talked, I have a therapist that I meet with every single week and we worked through it. We worked through okay, why do I feel like I'm not worthy of starting a business? What are the fears that are going to come up? And literally for years, I worked with this. And so when I actually started the firm, I had so many people, they're like, you're leaving this high paying job to be an entrepreneur. Are you scared? And I was like, yeah, there's moments where I'm scared or I have fear or whatever. But I worked through so much of it over the years that when I started, I was just ready. I was ready to go. I had a lot of the worry was gone and and also we saved up we saved up money and we made sure that we were being financially savvy and smart before you know taking the leap but i think it's so key to kind of work through the feelings before you do something you, obviously you can't work through everything in real time but i think that helps that helped me personally a lot yeah a lot. I, I really love the idea of allowing yourself to kind of take that leap of faith but knowing that you built a safety net it's kind of that the, the combination of that grounded routine, that grounded stability, but then also being able to know that you can jump and just see how high you can go knowing that you can land back down. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with the mindset work that you've done, the support, the professional support through a therapist, through friends, having a good community support, having a strong relationship with your partner. All of those things helped build that or really flex that muscle of, okay, I trust yeah. myself. I got this. And from my perspective, seeing you launch that business you seemed really confident. Like you seemed, I've got this. I I know what I'm doing. And I, and and also it helps you have over a decade of experience in the law that yeah. you're now practicing or not now, but have been practicing. Yeah. And I'd love to hear a little bit about like things that you've learned because you've worked with countless families, countless cases, countless court systems. <laughs> <laughs> what you've learned about life through 
being in estate planning, being in this type of law? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, I think I've realized because you, when I talk to clients, I, I go through, it's like, it's really like a financial advisor meets therapist. Like I have to know all of their life. I have to know their assets. I have to know their family secrets because if I don't, I, I can't necessarily give them a complete plan. And so I think I, I have learned that one, everyone's the same. Like really at the end of the day, we all have the same pain points. We all are building our lives. We're raising our families, you know, businesses, whatever it may be. And I think just I think being proactive about your life and what's going on and planning ahead is so important. I've seen what can happen when you don't do that, when families don't do that, don't plan ahead. So I think I think those are the things that I've I've really learned along the way. Mm, awesome. I'm sure you've seen countless <laughs> family scenarios where you're oh, like, okay, yes. <laughs> it's, I think what I just heard from that is clear communication and not sticking your head in the sand, no matter what it is, whether it's finances or relationship problems or dreams that you're hiding from yourself, just being really transparent about those around with those around you about what's going on with your life and and being okay to talk about the hard things before they get to the stage of needing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, <laughs> we were help, chatting you know? before we started recording about how last night I was with a client. She asked me to sit down with her four adult children. They're all in their 40s and just explain what her estate plan says while she's alive, while she has capacity and just ask them, do you have questions? Do you have concerns? Because that will mitigate a lot of the issues that happens when people, people, no one likes to be surprised. Yeah. No one likes a surprise. And so it was really cool to watch them kind of ask questions and learn about estate planning rather than having to learn all of that when mom's gone. Yeah, absolutely. When you're grieving. And so another part of your business is the education piece yes. and really empowering women law students, women in law, how to build their mindset to have the toolkits and the resilience and the techniques and all the different ways to be able to build up their confidence in while going through law school so that they know how to navigate such a really emotionally, physically, financially taxing time. And then not just that, but then leave law school and know their worth and not just take, you know, settle for a job that they don't necessarily want to want to or settle for a, a salary they don't necessarily want to, and just really knowing how to empower themselves through that process. So I'd love to hear, like, the inspiration. Like, what brought you to be like, I really want to help empower these, you know, this, these women in law? So it all stemmed from my own personal journey. When I started at the big firm about, I guess now, six over six years ago, I realized that if I didn't understand my mind and work on my own mindset and my own confidence and address all the imposter syndrome that I had been experiencing all through law school and my law career up until that point, if I didn't figure that out, I was not going to survive in this big law firm environment and I wasn't going, I wasn't going to survive or thrive. And I wanted to thrive. I didn't mm -hmm. want to just be like getting by every day. And so I started a journey of my own where I really dove headfirst into personal development. I got real woo-woo. I was reading every personal development book I could get my hands on. I was doing everything from visiting. I had a, I have a therapist that I still meet with every week. I was also seeing psychics. Like I was doing everything I could to try to understand who I was, what I wanted, and who I was becoming. 
And again, I was really just doing that just to make sure that I was making it through this experience. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing that happened while I grew my own confidence and I went through my own personal development journey was I was becoming a better attorney. I was thinking more clearly. I was figuring out things. I was taking more risks. I was being more bold in meetings, all the things. And I was like, oh my God, that wasn't even my goal. I just wanted to feel good and not feel like a crazy person every day going into this job. And so I had this like major light bulb moment of my own. And so a few years went by and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in my home office. It was the summer of 2020. I was pregnant with my first son. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I think I was listening to a podcast from some life coach because I would just, that's what I would do all day. I would listen to podcasts while I was working in an office alone without seeing humans. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't we have this for law students? Like, why is this not a thing? Because if you look at the mental health stats in law school, it is absolutely astounding and and devastating because the mental health stats are worse than any other graduate program, including med school, like by far. It's just this really toxic culture and just in a lot of ways a really negative environment. I was like, why are we not helping these law students? Like, why is this no one doing this? And so I was like, I should create something. And so while I was working literally 70-hour weeks during the pandemic, the law firm had cut our pay because they were worried about what the world was, you know, doing. Thank goodness the firm had their best year ever. So then they, like, paid us back and gave us bonuses. But while I was doing that, while I was pregnant, I created the course, the Law School Blueprint. Originally, it was just the Law School Blueprint, um, and I did a beta version. But what I quickly realized and ultimately named it the Law School Blueprint for her, I realized I was talking to women law students. We are inclusive. Everyone is welcome to join. But I realized the message and the programming was really intended for women going through law school. That's amazing. I love that. And one of my favorite things that I saw you write about what the intended, one of the outcomes that your students or your clients will receive by going through that program was learning how to design the their dream life, right? Learning how to really intentionally design their life. It doesn't, you don't have to graduate law school and then immediately follow the slog or immediately, you know, do what we think the average law, postgraduate law student is going to be going through yep. and really being able to be intentional about how you design your life. And you said that that's what you did. You were able to design the dream life, your dream life of fun, adventure, and freedom. And I'd love for you to just talk a little about that. Like what does fun, adventure, and freedom for you, what does a life of that look like or has it looked like now that you've really taken control or taken back the narrative of your own mind and taken the narrative of the control and freedom of your life? Yeah, I, I think, and I'm sure other industries too, but I'm in the legal industry, there just seems to be this um, misconception that you have to follow a certain path. You have to look a certain way, talk a certain way, dress a certain way, be a certain way, work all the time. You can't take vacations. And so I started looking for evidence to the contrary. I'm like, I want to find attorneys who are who are designing their dream life and doing what they want to do. For me personally, that the biggest thing is the you said the word freedom. For me, freedom is my number one value, I would say, in my life. If I have the freedom to do what I want to do, I don't mind working really, really hard. I love what I do, so I, I work a ton. I also spend time with my family. I travel. I do all the things because for me, having the freedom to do that and just design it my own way, that's that to me is the most important thing. For me, my ultimate dream life is a couple of things. It's a lot of travel, which I'm so excited that to be on this podcast. I know that's a huge theme. I mean, that's yeah. you know, that is the theme. 
Travel is really huge for me. Being in other cultures, seeing other parts of the world, trying new food, that is a big part of it for me. Another part of my dream life is that I don't have to work for every single dollar. Like my time does not necessarily only translate to money through the the hours that I work. I'm really big on building wealth, on investing, on understanding money, on thinking about money in a very abundant way. And that was when I did the whole personal development journey. A big part of that was understanding money, understanding money mindset, working on not feeling like there was a scarcity of time or money or resources. And so for me, another part of my dream life is making sure that I am building wealth and that I'm making money even when I'm not working. That is something that is just very important to me. And then my other part of my dream life is my family and my kids. I I love spending time with my husband. I love spending time with my kids. They are the best. They're an absolute blast. And so to be able to give them a fun life and a life filled with adventure and travel and food, that is to me the ultimate. Yeah. Amazing. It's funny you say that freedom is one of your core values because I'm showing her my phone right now with my core values. And at the very top of that list is freedom. Oh God, freedom is it. my number one value as well. And I would imagine deciding, taking that leap, going from corporate law firm to starting your own boutique while everyone always thinks, you know, entrepreneurs and freelancers, you just get to do whatever you want when in reality (laughs) you're leaving the nine to five to work 24-7. It does give you the ability and the freedom to choose where you work from or when you're working and you get to be able to build and construct not just the freedom to travel or the freedom to explore, but also the freedom within your own day at home, which is really valuable. You mentioned um, the building, building wealth and building that money mindset. And a lot of times you're going to hear people when they want to go traveling or they they have the desire to go see the world. But the first thing they're going to say is, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough PTO. I don't have this, you, that person got to travel to Europe because daddy funded it or X, Y, Z, whatever excuse they're, they're telling themselves. <laughs> and while, yes, there are financial constraints on every family, I'd love to hear a little bit about just maybe some like easy tips or ways that people can start m- maybe building that safety net, kind of like you built right before you left your job or ways to build some passive income or ways to look at building that well so that they, or maybe just mindset techniques to be able to step into that feeling of, I have enough to go live my dreams, to go see that bucket list place or whatever that might look like. Mm, Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is being intentional about what you spend your money on. So we love to tell our, our brains love to tell us to keep us safe, that we can't do something, that we can't afford something, that there isn't enough time. But I bet you if travel really is a goal of yours, if you step back and look at what you spend your money on and really get specific, you're probably spending a lot of money on things that you don't even care about, either because you're just on default mode or because you think that that's what you need to do to impress the neighbors next door, which like newsflash, no one cares what anyone else is doing. (laughs) Like just really do what you want to do. I think if you get intentional even for six months, you'll be so surprised on how you can save and set aside money for travel. This episode is sponsored by Rising Nature Retreats. Are you feeling called to explore the world, tick off your bucket list, and make lifelong friends along the way? Are you overwhelmed from planning the logistics of your trips or sick of feeling like you need a vacation from your vacation when you return home? Rising Nature Retreats offers world-class travel experiences infused with daily yoga and wellness, personal development workshops, 
unique adventure and cultural excursions, and holistic local cuisines. Experience the world as you elevate your wellness. Return home feeling rejuvenated and empowered to bring what you learn about other cultures and about yourself back home with you. This is the adventure you've been waiting for. Join us in 2024 to explore Thailand, Portugal, or Greece. Visit risingnatureretreats.com or at Rising Nature Retreats on Instagram and Facebook for all the brochures and information on upcoming international retreats and local of classes and events in South Florida. There's something else I haven't even div- dove into that much yet, but like credit card hacking, I, I want to personally learn more about that because I know there's so many ways to make travel more accessible and affordable. And that's something that I personally want to learn more about. And then I think just part for me, part of an abundant mindset is starting to think about ways to make passive income. So whether that is simply just invest, I mean, the stock market's a little wild right now, but you know, it's the stock market will always continue to grow at the end of the day. And I always say like, if the stock market really does completely tank, then we have bigger problems to worry about than that. So (laughs) that means like the world is done. (laughs) So I think just starting to learn about money and like take the fear and the scariness away from money. Money really is not that complicated. I up until now, have never had a financial advisor because it's really not. If you just read books and understand investing, it's actually quite simple. Once you get to a certain point, you want to start to like harvest capital gains and like crazy stuff, but not even that crazy. It's just things I don't want to do personally and figure out on my own. But if you just start to understand money, I think what happens is you start to like, you start to get streams of income that start to come in. When you start to think abundantly, whether it's investing, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's um, even just within your own job, being more creative, being more invaluable to the company that you work for. There are so many ways to increase income. And I don't just mean like W-2 income, just the income, the inflow of money. I always, the way that I look at money is that there, it's an unlimited resource. There is so much of it to go around. Money comes to me in all different ways. I, I could get... I'm very practical when it comes to money, and I can also get very, very woo-woo. Like, do we have blocks <laughs> around money? Are we making money and then immediately spending it? So I think just focusing on all those different pillars, if travel is important to you, you can make it happen. There are so many ways. And even, like, if if you want to go work somewhere else, go get a job. Like, if you really have the flexibility to move to another country and live there even for three months, six months, go work there. If you want to start a business while you're there, bartend on the side. I don't know. There's I think the way that you have to look at life is that there's so many unlimited ways to do things. You just have to be open-minded and intentional about yeah. what you're doing. A hundred percent. I I was just speaking to a friend yesterday about her experience. She She's actually on the podcast as well. For those listening, you can check out Kelly Fisher's podcast. Um, she was talking about her experience of going to Northern Italy and doing a workaway project. So workaway is a program where you can maybe work on someone's farm in Costa Rica or help do marketing for a local hostel or help a family with their kids and you get to stay somewhere for free. Sometimes you get food for free. Sometimes there's a stipend involved, sometimes not. There's, Like you said, there's so many creative ways to be able to fund your travels or at least be able to alleviate some of the cost while also being really intentional with your money at home. And one thing I ask clients a lot is – Okay, you say that your intention is X, Y, Z, but then you let's look at your bank account and let's look at your Google calendar. 
And we'll see mm-hmm. what you're spending your money on and what you're spending your time on. Yeah. Because you can say your intention is one thing, but then how you're actually spending your time and your money is going to show something completely different. And it's very eye-opening. I have to do that for myself. <laughs> yeah. I have to put myself in check every month because it's easy. It's hard to forget. So I really yeah. love that that concept of looking, not sticking your head in the sand, not being afraid of money. Look at those credit card statements. I know we don't want to. <laughs> Look at them and see, yeah. like, what are we spending our money on and and how can we be intentional without feeling constricted? I think when people yeah. go on these crazy, like, budget strikes on themselves and it just ends up backfiring, you know, later down the track. So it's just yeah. being intentional, looking at it, like you said, opening yourself up to the many possibilities. And I think that mindset that you just spoke about really lends itself to what you're trying to teach the female law students as well about it, it's not a one track. Like there's so many different avenues that you can take in your life and with with your law degree, be open to the possibility. You don't have to follow the mainstream path. And that's something that I think has been a common theme in your life as well from what I'm hearing yeah. On this when, side. when I when I really decided that I wanted to go down this journey for myself, I just I, like I said before, I tried to find evidence of other lawyers who were doing it. So I have a lawyer that I did a mastermind with. She's she's an attorney here in the U.S., but she lives in Costa Rica with her family. Her husband's a stay at home dad. They have two little boys like I was like, that's amazing. And she's super successful. Like she's a sought after attorney, but she did it her own way. I have a friend up in Canada. She has she's a partner at a law firm, but she also teaches attorneys yoga. And she took a really long mat leave and she traveled during the mat leave and she was like an extra in rom-com movies. Like she just she's like I'm just doing things my own way and I don't care. I don't care if people don't like it. And she's also successful. So just finding evidence of others doing it I think really really helps. Yeah, and also defining what success looks like for you. Yes, because if you don't know that, then what are you even doing? You're just going to be kind of going through the dark like I was. And I mean, eventually, you know, you all kind of have to start there and then build. But to be intentional, I think, is so, so key because without that, you don't know which direction you're heading in. A hundred percent. And it's like just like you said, yeah, having that intention and knowing what success means for you and also knowing that that might look completely different to yeah. another person putting those blinders on and just and just like you said your friend who said I don't care what other people think but a lot of people care what other people think and the more that I talk to people and interview guests that are living really fulfilling lives in a lot of different ways one of the common themes is I don't care what other people think and it's like flexing that muscle of trusting yeah. yourself enough to know yeah. that this is what's important to you. This is re- this part of the conversation is reminding me of something I read the other day. It's kind of a little morbid, but it was I think he was a hospice worker and he he gave a whole speech about the number one thing that he hears people saying on their deathbed. And it actually surprised me because I've heard other like oh the time I didn't spend with my family. He said the number one thing that he heard was people were like, I wasn't myself. I didn't live Mm. for me. And now all the people that I cared about, they've been gone and dead for like years. And I was never true to myself and I didn't go after my own dreams. And I was like, wow, that is really powerful that we could literally live all of our years on this planet and not actually be who we want to be. That to me is terrifying. Yeah. 100% because you're afraid of what other people might say or think or do. Yeah. You're literally making decisions based on what you think other people might think of you. Yeah. And that holds a lot of people back from from not just living the career, being the person, but but taking those leaps of faith of 
of seeing the world or trying to learn a new language or getting out of your comfort zone. And I, so we're both moms. Our, our uh, kids are in the same class at school. And, and it, I, we've talked about this, how it's important for our kids to see us as moms try new things and challenge ourselves. It's important for them to see us try new languages. And like you said, food's really important to you. Um, I'd love to discuss what it's been like as someone who loves to travel and having that freedom to travel. And there's a very different feeling of traveling <laughs> pre-kids <laughs> to post-kids, that freedom of I'm going to sip my coffee at a cafe for three hours and read a book. Like, that's not happening no. anymore for the time being. <laughs> so I'd love to hear, like, what that transition's been like for you for someone who values freedom so much and freedom of their own time and being able to choose the way in which you spend your day and how that's been for you transitioning from traveling before to now traveling with your kids. It doesn't have to be anywhere like global, like, you know, internationally, but even yeah. just going to the Keys, like it's just a vastly different experience. Yeah, it's very different. And we haven't traveled as much with our kids as, as you have, but we're going to start back up again because it's such a huge part of our lives and what we we love to do. But even when we've done, you know, trips, we we took both the boys to Georgia and we did like a hiking trip. You know, it's it's hard because we go with friends that either don't have kids or whose kids are older. And so our days are very structured. We we don't have like strict nap times or anything like that. But obviously the kids are going to get tired and you don't want to let them get too tired because then everything just All goes. All bets are off. Yeah. All bets are <laughs> off. So just trying to organize our day and make sure that we're still achieving what we want to achieve on the trip. And also managing our time with our friends who are like, let's go do this. And we're like, but we have to go back to the house and the kids have to take a nap and all that. So I think for us, I think it's just it's being flexible. But it, I, like this keeps coming up. But it's being intentional. Like I, I've done this even before kids, but I do it now when I go on a trip. I'm like, here are the main things that I want to do. If I do these three things, then I, it will be a successful trip, even if nothing else happens, even if the kid, one of the kids has a meltdown and we have to go back to the house or whatever it is, or we just, you know, can't go with our friends to out to dinner, which we usually do, but, you know, just whatever it is, as long as I get these three things done, then it was successful. Mm -hmm. And I think just willing to be flexible and just to completely go with the flow and really have like very little expectations and just enjoy the journey I think that that really helps a lot too. And something I read the other day, this might have been something that you shared. It was about a mom and she was saying, I don't enjoy like a lot of the moments with my kids in the moment. But then when I go back and I look at pictures and videos, I get to relive that moment in a space where I'm not keeping them alive and fed and hydrated and safe. And so I think that too helps just like knowing you made those memories, those core memories for them. And then even if you had a moment where you were stressed out going back and be like, but now I get to look at it again with yeah. fresh eyes and have that memory. Yeah. I, I, I also saw somewhere where, and this sentiment rings so true to me, is parenting's hard whether you're at home or whether you're on a trip. Yeah. It's more convenient at home because all yeah. the crap is there in the house and their beds are there and they're the black, perfect blackout curtains and the sound machine. It's more convenient at home, but it's hard no matter where you are. And so it's okay to go on a trip and walk away saying, that was hard because we're out of our environment. They're out of their time zone. They don't have their perfect blanket or whatever it is. But just because something's hard and a little more challenging shouldn't be stopping us from exploring and seeing the world. And, and I truly believe that the more novel new experiences that we can give to our kids – 
it helps expand their mental flexibility, yeah. their 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 resilience, their ability to adapt in a way that I think this global market is going to need in workers. I'm not trying to raise a worker, but you do think about, you know, for me, more than the university they get into or if they do choose to do university or whatever. More to yeah. me is having the sense of like global competency, adaptability, yeah. compassion for the world. Um, Agreed. And so, yeah, even if it's just a quick trip down to the Florida Keys or whether you're going all the way to Australia, like it's it's hard no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Going to the park at home is hard. It can hard. be really hard. <laughs> it could be really hard. We're planning our first big international trip with them. We're going to go visit a friend in Denmark. And I feel like oh, wow. that will at least be, you know, the flight is not too, too long. It's longer than the flights we've done so far. But it's a really kid-friendly city from everything I hear. My friend's like, you, there's so many museums and there's kids everywhere. So that'll be our first foray into like a big international trip with the two of them. So I'll report back on how that goes. Yeah. But even traveling before kids, I feel like the, the the happiest and most successful travelers are the ones who you just don't have expectations. Delays, it's cold. I'm just going to go to the bar. You know, things go wrong. There's I remember I was in Europe. There were strikes. The trains weren't working. That happens all the time. It's like, all right, well, I guess we'll pivot and go see this other really cool thing in the city we're already in. You just have to kind of just go with the flow, mm -hmm. you know. Which is is hard. I'm a type A. I, I'm like a type A slash B. <laughs> but yeah. I think I lean more type, more type A. And the pivots are hard. But when you're forced into that, you learn very quickly how much being flexible can change your entire experience mm -hmm. and how much ease it can bring to you. I remember we were in Rishikesh in India and we, want, we needed to get to the airport. And all the taxi drivers in the entire area of Rishikesh were on strike, just like you mentioned. <laughs> and the hostel guy, the guy at the hostel was like, well, you can just get on the back of these two motorbikes, Sam on one, me on the other. And we're like... <laughs> Okay, we have literally right. have no other choice. And we start <laughs> zipping down this highway, and I was like, this is it. Like, I'm never going to see Sam again. <laughs> this guy could just pivot one way, and yeah. I'm And, you know, we made it there. Obviously, we were safe, but it's just one of those things where you're just like, all right, like, let, we just got to trust and, and go for it. Obviously, yeah. and you can't be stupid, and you can't make really bad decisions all the time and, and, and not be conscious of your awareness of your surroundings, but some things are out of your control and you just have yeah. to go with it. And especially with kids, you have to roll. With it. You have to roll with it. You have to roll with yeah, it. Yeah, they might fall asleep in the car and you might just have to sit with them until yeah. <laughs> until they wake up. I and, know. And that's okay. <laughs> um yeah, I the the traveling with kids aspect, I think is the number one question I get. Yeah. people all the time. And, and you'll yeah. learn as you go the, the tips and tricks that work specifically for your family. Yeah. And, and it, for me, it really, it, I really want to build it. That is such a big part of my dream life that I plan on building that in. Our, my goal is every summer to go somewhere else. And, and I mean, this heat, I had that goal before the heat in South Florida and across the world this year. But, but now even more so, my goal is to just leave for the summer and just go somewhere different or, you know, maybe repeat places. Like I'd love to go to France for one summer and then another summer. Australia would be really cool. My therapist is Greek American. So the whole summer, every time I talk to her, she's on a different island and she's, she's like, I'm making you an itinerary. I'm actually, she found me someone in Greece who will help nanny. So I'm like, this is amazing. So that's my goal. My husband can't even, 
come with me because he's in law enforcement. So his schedule, he only has X amount of days. So he'll come for like little drips. But I'm going to have to figure out how to do this myself because this is something very important to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, babe, I'm going. I'm going. You can come sometimes. I'm going to bring the grandmas. I'll bring a nanny. Like I have to figure it out. But that is something that I think would be so cool. Like, kids, what did you learn about this year? Okay, let's go live there. Let's go learn the language. Let's go immerse ourselves in that whole life. Like, I just think that'd be really amazing. It's like instilling, you're instilling a sense of adventure and a sense of, a sense of importance. Like, you're placing a level of importance on cultural exploration, yeah. which will last your kids a lifetime. Yeah. And I, and I, and I absolutely love that. Um, so the very last thing I thought I'd, I'd love to touch on is you're running your own business and you have clients all over the state of Florida. And it's also very timely. Like it's, it's not just, I have this project and then this project. Unfortunately, when someone passes away, like you're in full effect right away and you yeah. can be called on at any given time. So that's a pretty high stress environment, which you've created for yourself and you love. You're also a mom, which is also a very high-stress environment, which you've created <laughs> and you love. <laughs> and then you also love to travel and explore and have that freedom. How have you found or or what what I should say is how what mindset tips, because you are a mindset coach as well, what mindset techniques or tips have you been able to integrate into your life to not so much find a balance because there's never a balance. There's buckets are filled at any given time. Yeah. But like, how do you help feel grounded and per and internally balanced with all of these moving parts happening for you? I think one of the things is I really do love what I do. And I, I try to focus my efforts and energy on the things that I'm really good at and build a team and delegate the things that I'm not not so good at. So my business partner and I are, we're very much, we're a startup, we're in the growth phase. We're trying to figure out what does she like to do? What do I like to do? How are we going to balance that between the two of us? But I think the more that we hone that, that's just going to help that much more. And having a team that can help us to get – because I don't want to do everything. But when I started the firm, I'm like, I would rather go work for someone else than just be completely busy, harried solopreneur. Like, mm -hmm. that is not my goal. I want to build a legitimate business with a team that is there to support us. And I think that that's a huge mindset, just knowing that I can trust people, How, telling myself the story that people are good, people can be trusted, people have good intentions rather than, oh, everyone's terrible and no one does a good job. Like, yeah, whatever story you say is true, right? You're going to seek out the people, you're going to draw on the people who actually fulfill what you're saying. And so I'm that's what I'm putting out there, that our team is fantastic. We're the best. We're going to do a great job. And I mean, this is not that sexy, but just organization is so key, especially as a parent, having your day organized and capitalizing on the moments that you actually have, like deep work, putting your phone away, really focusing. It's amazing how much you can get done if you just sit and focus for an hour or two even rather than bouncing all over the place. And I think another mindset key is just believing that I'm worthy of everything that I want, not self-sabotaging and just knowing that life is meant to be fun. So if I'm not going to have fun with this, then what are we what are we doing? I try to apply that to parenting and being a business owner. Like this is fun. There are not there are moments that are not fun, but in general, this is the life I chose. These are the decisions I made. So Let's enjoy it. Let's have a good time with it and laugh off the things that, you know, the things that go wrong. It's, it's like 
there's always going to be things that go wrong. Yeah. Always. We were literally just talking about this. Yes. How life is just a series <laughs> of things happening and it's really up to you to like place the lens of, okay, yep, yeah, that thing happened and it sucked and yeah. I, I'm sad for a couple minutes and let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> and And going back to what you said before about raising kids with the travel mindset and like the ability to be flexible, I think that traveling over the years for me has helped me to be able to apply that same methodology to business and to parenting as well. And I didn't start traveling until law school. Mm. As a kid, we would go on cruises, which cruises are fun. I love a good cruise every now and again, but it's not traveling. It's you're like taking a little five minute adventure into a country and you're maybe not even seeing the true part of that country. So I didn't start really learning these techniques until law school. Mm. When a friend of mine was like, hey, do you want to go to Madrid? Well, El Escorial outside of Madrid for the summer. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't afford it. My parents won't let me. And it's too scary. And she's like, "What?" and she's Canadian. So she's like, what are you talking about? We're going to go. And it actually ended up being less expensive to go take classes in El Escorial through my law school than to take summer classes at my law school. So just that like (laughs) little mindset mindset shift right there like blew my mind. And I've never looked back. We traveled that whole summer. We went to Morocco. We went to Italy. We went to Paris. We were in Madrid. We were all over the place. And just to have that one, that was my first foray into travel. And it just like completely sparked something in me that I didn't even know I had in me. And, yeah. and now I'm never stopping. And I love that. Like you said, that one experience shifted your mindset of before you were like, I can't because I don't have money. I don't have time. I can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. And that one friend, that one encounter with your friend opened up the whole new world for you. And that summer, it it sounds like to me, was really that first shift in your brain of, wait, I don't have to follow the same path. And maybe it took 10 years after to really start making those big changes. But you had that, you had that reservoir of that memory in you to then be like, wait, I don't have to follow the same path. Yeah, I and never I thought that. about it like that, but that's so true. <laughs> that's so, so true. Thanks, and then, Ashley. <laughs> and the, exactly. Thank, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she really, she still reminds me. She's like, you're the reason. I'm the reason you travel. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> and it's good. Everyone has to have those. Like you said, even with cruises, they're little, little like tiptoes into the water of travel, but yeah. it, somebody might be sparked by that and say, wow, yeah. I only got three hours in Santorini, but now I want to come back and explore all of Greece. Yeah. I always so, tell my friends who haven't really traveled, I'm like, go on a cruise, do that first. See Just if you like see it. See if you yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. You know, do it. It's really easy. It's structured. Like, it's safe. You know, you're going to be on a tour. They're going to bring you back to the boat. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. the safest way to travel. Um, and there's baby steps for baby everyone. Baby steps. And then usually they're like, oh, I want to go back here. Exactly. I want to go back and like explore. Because th- there's nothing like exploring and like just like randomly walking down streets and popping into coffee shops or bookstores and getting lost. Like you can't replace that. That's yeah. Those are like the true travel moments. And even with kids, what Sam and I have found, my husband, is, yeah, maybe we can't sit down at a cafe and enjoy – you know, a drink or a croissant or something like that. But what we can do is find really cool parks around the world and let them go explore. Like I have a whole list in my phone of the coolest parks that we've been to. Oh, that's so cool. And then bring your your coffee to the park and let them play and run around. (laughs) And it's like, okay, it's just different. Exactly. And so there's just ways to change that. And I love what you said about how travel has helped you has helped you build your mental capacity, your mental fortitude to take on all of the life challenges that happen at home. Yeah. Because I found the same. I always draw back on some of the hardest, hardest experiences that I've had traveling. 
and being like, you know what? I got through that and I can get through this. And you just keep remembering that you can survive that and just keep remembering like in the big picture also when you travel, you see different perspectives and different cultures and different ways of living, different poverty lines, all of that. And it does help you put into perspective like how great you potentially do have it at home, how um, lucky you are to have certain, you know, privileges. So I think all of that helps build up your toolkit and your how strong your your mental game can be to to take on balancing and running a household, a business, a partnership, living your dreams, all the things that all (laughs) adulthood. (laughs) But um. I just, I just thank you so much for this conversation. I think like we took away so many valuable pieces of not just yeah. traveling, but how to open up your mind to all these different possibilities that your life can go down. And I'm definitely excited to bring in this abundance mindset into, into my life and really walk away with some fresh eyes, see the world from a new perspective. I hope everyone listening can walk away feeling that way too. I'd love to just open up if you want to share, you know, if you have one, any, any last thing you want to share with the audience, feel free. And then also just how people can find you online and connect with you. Oh yeah. No, this was, this was so much fun. I could literally talk for like two more hours and I, I want to hear all your traveling stories like <laughs> offline. We, I want to hear everything because I really, it's one of my favorite topics. No, I think this was really great. I hope this is helpful. I hope that if there is someone listening who hasn't really traveled yet, that they just, just do it. Just take the leap. You will never regret the money you spend. You'll never regret the time. You'll never regret the things that go wrong. You'll just have the incredible memories. So just do it. Don't even – don't look back. <laughs> just go do it. Um, if you want to reach out and find me, I'm really, really active on Instagram on at lawyer Lauren, Lauren Klein, at lawyer Lauren Klein. And also we have our at Flourish Law Group for our, our law firm and at Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad for all the future lawyers out there who want to get motivated. Um, I have a podcast as well for my future lawyers, the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast that I just started. So this is so fun because we're both like starting this up and just having a really good time with yeah. it. Um, and you can also connect with me at flourishlawgroup.com or laurenalexiskline.com. So yeah. I'm all over the place with all, all over. the things. But it's, <laughs> it's so cool because the law firm and the mindset coaching business, just they integrate and they overlap so much because a lot of the things that I talk about with my estate planning clients also come up for my law student clients. So it's really, it's really fun. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll link everything in the show notes so everyone can have access to you. So the way that we end all of our episodes is with kind of like a little travel pop quiz. Love it. So we'll just do like quick fire questions. So number one is if you could only go back to one country, town, or place in the world, where would it be and why? I would go back to Thailand for sure. And if I had to pick one city, I think I would go back to Koh Phi Phi. We stayed at a little resort called Ziavola that our friends, Canadian friends that I met through my Canadian law school buddy, um, they recommended this little resort. We didn't wear shoes for a week. We literally just wandered the beaches and took the boat back to the other. Like it was like an other side of the island that was like separate from everything else. We just hung out. We ate amazing food. We went on the boat. We went to the beach. It's like one of the best memories of my entire life. I actually want to live in Thailand part-time. Like that's another big goal of mine. Well, you could come with us on retreat in January 2024. Don't tempt me with a good time. I'm going to show up and be like, I'm here. Let's go. That's awesome. And what's cool about Thailand is there's a really, really strong expat 
digital, yes. they call it digital nomad community, remote working community. So it's really like a whole, the whole world kind of converging in Chiang Mai and Bangkok. It's and, amazing. And some of yeah. the most amazing people, the people of Thailand are just like so nice, so warm. They're so called awesome. the land of smiles for a reason. For a for reason. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number two, what's number one on your bucket list now? Mm, oh, I really want to go to Japan. But I want to wait a few years because I want the boys to be old enough to remember it because I just think between the food, the culture, the colors, just everything, it's going to be just so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Number three is what's the biggest life lesson you've learned while traveling? Just go with the flow, really. Just enjoy, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the airport. Enjoy all the moments. Like even if you feel stressed out, like you're not going to remember the stress. You're just going to remember the memories and and the pictures and the cool things that you do. So just don't let it get to you. Awesome. And the last one is give one piece of advice to an aspiring explorer. Oh, man. One piece of advice. I mean, I think Number one, just do it. Just if there's stories you're telling yourself that you can't, it's all BS. Stories are just things we've told ourselves so many times we think they're true. They're actually not. Mm -hmm. So just take the chance and don't be afraid to just go to really cool, different, off-the-beaten-path places because those are the times that you're really going to stumble upon the coolest stuff and meet the coolest people. Just just do it. Don't wait. Book your trip. Yep. I love it. And I read something the other day. I don't know if this is true, that you can change your VPN to try to lower airline tickets. I don't know if that's accurate. So if there's anyone who's like, I can't afford it, try that hack. I don't know if it'll work or not. But yeah, there's a couple of hacks. Like if you've been looking on Skyscanner or a specific travel website for a while, clear your cookies or go into an incognito window because it's starting to like cash your, your interest. So then it might start hacking some of the prices. So if you go in incognito window, sometimes it changes. But again, I don't know if that's still true or anything like that. (laughs) But just do it. That's the best piece of advice. Don't believe the stories that you can't. Just just go for it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to share this conversation with our community. I know they're going to take so much from this. And can't wait to watch your journey. I can't wait to see your vacation to Denmark with your kids. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you. Happy exploring, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. This is awesome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Transform with Travel podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of inspiration, adventure, and exploration. If you felt inspired by this episode, please rate and review in whatever streaming app you're listening from. This allows us to spread the word even more and continue to serve up weekly doses of adventure. As always, we'd love if you could share the episode with someone in your life who you think will benefit from this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. This is your reminder to get out there and keep on exploring.